in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Happy Black Friday, everybody. Well, at least for those of you who are joining us live right now, this is the Top 10 Show. I am John Broca. And I am Matt Nost, and you are avoiding the gnarly nature of American capitalism today by joining us, and we uh, we appreciate it. We discussed it last week. I've never been. You've been. Yes, uh, many, many times. Yeah, no thank you. I do yeah. not want to be out there. No amount of, unless it's some dramatic savings. Right, but even right, then, right. it's like, I, I don't know anybody's ever asked for yeah. anything that it's just like, oh, look, I'm going to save. 40% by going to get it today or something ridiculous. Right. Uh, so thankfully I haven't had to do that, but uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta start my shopping. Cause all everybody says is the, because of the supply chain issues, if you know what you're getting, getting it, get it early because yeah. it's going to be tough to get later on. And yeah, yeah. Uh, basically I'm waiting on uh, nephews and nieces to f- tell Santa <laughs> because they can't tell Santa until it's Christmas time, even right. though you'd be like, Hey, what, what are you going to tell Santa that you want? Right. I'm not sure yet. Like, Son of a bitch <laughs> kid. You got to get on it. And then you Come press on. the parents and they're like, listen, they haven't told us. So yeah, we don't know yet. Uh, <laughs> help me help you. You're like Jerry Maguire. Help yeah. me help you, please. I am yeah. more than happy. I want to get them the gifts, but please. Right. Cause the adults it's, it's easy, you know? Oh yeah. Um, totally. You can get a gift, you know, in advance more than likely. Yeah. But, uh, kids is like, I, they have no clue. So I, I won at least one, thankfully she's so mm-hmm. young. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 Uh, but the other one, the primary, you know, he is of an age where he knows precisely what he wants. Yeah. And, uh, he just needs to figure that shit out. Yeah, you just go, you, and, and nothing guarantees, depending on the age of the kid, nothing guarantees that what they want in that first or last week of November, that first week of December is exactly oh, yeah. what they're going to want by the time Christmas rolls around. So you have to kind of figure that out as you go along and, and hope you get one of these things that's going to last uh, their desire for it, at least for a few weeks. So, yeah. And we're, we're, yeah, we're in this place. We have to fly in. So we're wondering if we need to buy the gifts now, pack them in the suitcase that which you know kind of limits the amount of clothes and shit we can put in our suitcases and then bring it to thing or should we wait show up buy whatever's available or buy ahead of time i guess and have it waiting for us to pick up i don't know because we're trying to fly in like maybe a day or two before christmas and then fly on out like a day or two after christmas so it's just like it's a bit of way thank you ma'am yeah are you able to find cheap flights i couldn't visit family this year because the flights were oh yeah well, if we fly Alaska Airlines, we're finding like $700 round trip per person. Um, okay. But you have to leave at like six in the morning. Like if I didn't give a shit about my life, I would take Spirit. Like, you know, because Spirit right now yeah, is that, but $400 or whatever. But I've seen no, too many you. videos. Matt, Me where, yeah, right. I've had friends fly it. And it's, oh. It is the cattle car of... Yeah. a flight and it's just like it's worth the tiny little bit of extra money to me if i'm gonna do it then do yeah. that yeah but yeah i looked into to flights to go back my parents yeah. uh, moved and got a new place so we were gonna go see it over christmas uh-huh. and it was cheaper to fly 
literally, it's cheaper to fly to Hawaii. It's cheaper to fly to Mexico City. It's cheaper to fly to Istanbul, to London, to Paris. I just started looking up every international yeah. city I could think of. It's cheaper than all those than flying to Nashville. Yeah. And that's leaving on Christmas Day. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Yeah. And it's still cheaper to fly anywhere else. And I told my parents, I was like, I'm sorry, it's just not in the cards this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we oh, can afford it, but it's, it's just crazy. There's no yeah. point in spending this amount of money. Yeah. I mean, look, if we wanted to fly in a better situation, it would be like $1,500 per person round trip. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, and that's not even first class. That's like decent economy or whatever, or premium economy. So we're going to take our chances and hopefully get something, um, today. Cause it's black Friday. Maybe there's some deals today to buy flights, but we'll see. But in the end, I mean, I haven't seen my mom in two years and I feel like I have to go and I haven't seen my niece and nephew as well in two years. So it's like, I feel like, or maybe three actually. So it's like, it's, I think it's past time to go yeah. and see them a little bit, especially because my nephew is now 11. I'm like, holy shit, he's just going to be a teenager before I fucking know it. And then that'll be that, you know? Yeah. So it it get flies. Yeah. It flies by. Yeah. It's mind blowing that he's 11. Just absolutely mind blowing. I mean, dating is on the cards. The last time I saw this kid, he was putting together a Lego. And now he's dating is in is a year or two, maybe three away. And it's kind of crazy for me to even think about, to be honest with you. you know? Yeah. Two of my brother's three kids are all of drinking age now. Like, <laughs> son of a bitch. That went by quick. Oh, by the way, is Gabe your is he was he's been on the show, right? Is Gabe yeah. your, your okay. I hooked Gabe up with a couple of tickets, and hopefully he went. He Hopefully he took his uh, girlfriend or his wife. I don't know what the situation is there, but he said he wanted a couple of tickets for Ghostbusters Afterlife. There was an IMAX screening of it, and I got oh, uh, I got free screener. tickets. Yeah, for, through a publicist, and so I put it out there for anybody in San Diego. He responded, so hopefully he went. So, Gabe, if you're listening, I hope you yeah. went. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I'll actually be uh, talking to him uh, later today, so oh, I will uh, ask him if he yeah. went to it and enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, free tickets, two free tickets. I was like, yeah, that's yeah, hook him up. You know, thank you on his behalf. If he didn't already say thank you, I'm sure he no, did. Of course he did. Yeah, of course he did. He's a, he's a, he's a gentleman. He's, he's, yeah, he's a, a polite, but yeah, he's of, of drinking age now. Like, <laughs> son of a bitch. And then I saw his older brother yesterday and oh. uh, he's cut out all sugar. Ooh. And, yeah, no, he looks fantastic. He's in of amazing course. shape. And you're just yeah. like, dear God, like the. I don't know. I don't think of you as making adult decisions like cutting out sugar and stuff like that because you're still a kid in my head on some level, even though you're 24, 25 now. Do you mess with him? Do you, do you, do you, did you like hold a chocolate bar in front of him or anything? Or a piece of oh, pie? I didn't see him oh. at It was FaceTime around. Oh, oh so okay, okay, okay. Everybody in Nashville, that's where my mom's side of the oh, family is. Right on. And right they on. just walked around with a phone and <laughs> everybody said hey how you doing know, whatever spent 30 seconds right right to a minute with each just because there's so many people and you got to keep it moving yeah 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 so i saw him real quick and i knew that he had cut out sugar and i was like wow man you look great like <laughs> good for you i don't eat excess amounts of sugar but at the same right. time i do love my sweets so yeah. i mean we just found a place by us that has amazing pies wow so i am looking forward to uh when we're going back for pie i'll tell you or cake <laughs> actually we had cake there nice uh yeah it was del- yeah. it was so good i don't think i could do it man i don't think i could do it i mean I what, cut off sugar yeah dude yeah. I, have, I have a friend who did that and lost 65 pounds he looked Damn. he looked incredible like just yeah, i asked him because i hadn't seen him in months and i saw him and i was like holy shit uh and i was like what happened he's like oh i just i just cut out sugar and i kept to it and piece by piece just kind of ate better put more vegetables in my diet blah 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 
And that's just what happened. Naturally, the, the weight just fell off. And I'm like, holy crap, man. Holy crap. And he was yeah. like, he was a guy of, of size, if you know what I mean. He had a stomach. Well, he was 65 the, pounds. Yeah. And then he was a fucking rail. And I couldn't believe it. And he didn't even have that, you know, saggy, I lost a lot of weight quickly type look. He was in good shape. He wasn't saggy in any areas. And I was like, damn, man. Good job. Congratulations. I can't do what he? you do. He was, uh, he's 38. 39 something like that oh, that's so, impressive yeah. the skin wasn't baggy i mean if yeah, he was i know 10 15 years younger be like oh, that makes more sense but yeah, the elasticity well, kind of loses itself after a while black don't crack man you know it is he kept it tight you know it is. Uh, i did i envy that perhaps I'll, I'll take your word for it i haven't met him i don't think it, i oh my god did you <laughs> see the pictures of kevin durant's ankles no what going they, around oh he was getting roasted it just because he needed skinny? lotion no, he needed lotion <laughs> so bad. So all the other players were like, dear God, I didn't know somebody could get that ashy. And it's, I mean, wait, what? Raymond was saying it looked like he had, uh, you know, alligator scales that you could just turn that into a coat. <laughs> it was bad. Um, you know, you know, Draymond ain't going to miss a moment to go after his ass. And their friends. <laughs> Uh, he, he's got a podcast and, and I just saw the clip oh. to him. He's like, I haven't even talked to him, but I know what he's going to say, which is basically <laughs> F off. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's, I saw the picture, uh, oh. on Twitter and somebody was like, you know, <laughs> pointing it out. They were at first, it was just, you know, there's numerous accounts that just follow the player's shoes. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Here's what so-and-so wore tonight. And it was a couple shots of that. And you, he wears tights underneath and there's this one inch sliver between his socks and his tights. <laughs> And it's just everybody was blowing up that picture and talking about it. And that's what I saw on Twitter. Um, yeah, I'm following along. I'm looking right now at some of these responses. Oh, dude, it's it's it's, it's almost as bad as Kuzma getting roasted for that pink sweater showing up to the Wizards home game. That thing was ridiculous. Oh, it was horrific. He stood by it, too. God love Good him. For he him. Stood by it, but it was Good for him. He has no choice. When you show up in that, you know you're going to get roasted. Uh, but the oh. fact that, you know, no quarter given among any of his former teammates and some of his right. current ones and be like, no, <laughs> you can look it up. Anybody out there, this is in really Ooh. sports. This is more fashion. It's a, Ooh. uh, and then there was, there's a Twitter account. Yeah. Those are uh, ashy, bro. Those are, it like, does. It's wow. yeah. It's, it's really ashy. It's like your skin, sh a snake shitting its skin. Yikes, man. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry, sorry. But yeah. There's a, a, a Twitter account that does. NBA memes and they're like for every X number of likes I'll make Kuzma's sweater bigger. And he just kept <laughs> getting more and more likes. So eventually like the sweater is bigger than the arena and it just kept zooming outward and outward because it just kept getting more and more likes. <laughs> that sweater was ridiculous. Uh I think Charles Clark, uh, by the way, hi to Charles Clark and James Petty who are joining us. Uh, three of y'all joining us. I love this. The roasts are why I can't leave Twitter. I agree, Charles. I agree. A thousand yeah, Twitter's times. got a lot of good. There's a lot of bad on Twitter, but there's a there lot is. of fun to be had. Exactly. Exactly. There's a lot of fun to be yeah. I, I only, you know, I follow basically uh, the things that I'm interested in are funner things. Anybody that brings a lot of drama, I just, I'm sorry, I don't follow you. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't yeah. Do I just, it. I like my Twitter timeline to be fun stuff. <laughs> Hey, there's enough of the nasty in the world. I can seek that oh. out if I really want to find it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Very, very true. Oh, madness. Absolute yeah. madness. Charles in the chat. He's the one that gave us today's uh yeah. today's yeah. topic idea. So Charles, welcome, buddy. Hope you're doing well. 
Yeah. So you worked the graveyard shift. So that's right. Hopefully you didn't wake up early for this, but if you did, God bless you. Charles, one of the deepest voices I've ever heard in my life. Oh, right? dude. He uh, needs to be in radio or something. He does, right? Get he into it, Charles. Great, get into voiceover or something. You could yeah. make some nice coin on the side with that voice. I really like to speak like this when I talk to people. He's oh, He's got a great voice, man. Great voice. It's smooth as can be. Yeah. Uh, it's when you hear it instantly, you're like, damn, I'm envious of that. <laughs> I, I know I got a buddy that has a voice like that. Yeah. And uh, years ago, he since moved on. But when I first met him, he was a DJ at a strip club. Oh. I was like, dude, you have the perfect voice for that gravelly coming up next to the main stage. It was perfect. Can't now, he, now he does some voiceover. He's a voice oh, on good. like F is for family. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, he does other stuff. But it's like, dude, that voice is ridiculous. Yeah, that's the way. But when I found out, he tried to get me a job at a strip club when I first moved. LA. <laughs> what? Well, because him and doing another what dude, exactly doing what exactly? I had security. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, the other security guards were huge hulking masses. So you, what are you, the balance? Like, not I, the, I guess. You know, not that you I can't handle yourself. I'm just saying. I'm the yeah. one that comes in initially to pacify, I guess. And then maybe when shit goes wrong, we bring in the heavy hitters. Yeah, I don't know. I showed up. I went to the interview and I was like, what kind of hours? Like. Because the amount of money he made at just as the DJ yeah, yeah, was yeah. disgusting. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because uh, the dancers all tip him out and they tip the security staff out. And I knew a uh, security guard was another comic I knew. Yeah. This huge dude. But he was like, yeah, I walk with a few hundred dollars. Wow. Any night that I work. And I was wow. like, any night? And he's like, yeah, any night. Wow. It's like, okay. Um, yeah, I could do that, I guess. It's not a bad way to go, man. But- when you first start, it's like, yeah, we need you to basically be on call at all times. And I was like, I can't do that. What does that mean? Like you'd have to be called in to kind of show up and handle situations? No, it's, uh, okay. hey, we need somebody on this shift last minute. When oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. To prove that you really want it. And I was like, oh, I didn't move to L.A. to yeah. be part of the security staff of a strip club. So I'm good. Right. Uh, okay. But, you know, the money was pretty excellent. Well, if you got into money. it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Jay does. Jay still does that. Jay still does that bouncing shit. Uh, oh, does he? Every once in a while. So you know, I just like I'm always like, wow, man, I could. I, I always thought of, when I was younger. You know, when I was younger and coming out of the military, um, then I was like, I could. I thought about it, but then in the end, I, like, I kind of want to get involved in those fights. You hear about people getting hit with broken glass and all kinds of shit, and it's nuts. So yeah. I just was like, yeah, that ain't for me. That's cool. Yeah, and if it That's really goes sideways, that. something truly yeah, awful could, could happen. You could kill somebody. You could. Yeah. Because yeah. they're drunk. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Not my temperament or mentality. Plus, I don't have the size of yeah. a bouncer. Yeah. You need to have some sort of physical, you know, in, physically imposing size. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not. You got you to gotta be winning the battle mentally or at least be in in the conversation of winning the battle mentally when you're confronting somebody as a bouncer, you know what I'm saying? So have you ever been kicked out of a bar? No, I never done it. Well, yes, actually. Yes. Shit. Now that you talk, you mentioned that I, I not normal in a normal situation. I've never been mm -hmm. kicked out of a bar at a bar. I don't try to, you know, start any shit. It's never been my thing, but I don't know if I've told the story on the show before, but I'll, but I'll make it quick. So I don't bore anybody. But like a years ago when we did, that reality show combat missions in 2001 the one with like rudy from fucking survivor and shit the navy guy okay we, we did it we shot in victorville 
right? And we shot this thing at Victorville, but the technical advisor was this guy Jim Deaver, who still works. He's done. He's done. He's working on so many films as a tech. Name sounds familiar, actually. Yeah, he's worked on a lot of things, man. And so, but at the time, he was building his resume, building his. And I'd met him on Wind Talkers, and he brought me over to Combat Missions. Ah, cool. Yeah, it was really nice, and it was a bunch of guys. But I was, I was the least, uh, accomplished badass of the people. Like there were seals, rangers. Uh, um, what do you call it? Air, the the uh, paratroopers, all those guys that were part of it were h- way more hardcore than I was because they were like mm-hmm. full on military, uh, full time doing all kinds of sh- serving tours in Afghanistan and then yeah. Iraq and whatever. So I just was like a big dude, and um, and I was in the military and I could act. So they they liked having me on there for any advice or any conversation, whatever. So anyway, we, we would go out to these clubs and I had no idea of the mentality because I had never really been on a base where this was an issue, you know, at Fort Meade or Fort Dix. wasn't really that much of it or Fort Gordon. It wasn't that much of an issue. But okay. here in Victorville, they, we stayed at an old air, army barracks that had been kind of de whatever, de, de-military. Decommissioned. De- yeah, decommissioned. That's it, decommissioned. And so we would go out to these bars and go out to these clubs when we had a break from the shooting and everything like that. We were getting paid good money. Like they paid us to put us up and they gave us per diem and they mm-hmm. gave us our their daily uh, rate for a SAG da- daily rate, which was great. Yeah. So we had a lot of money to burn, man. So we could go out to these clubs and spend a shit ton of cash. Well, apparently the locals were getting fucking pissed that we were showing up and like hitting on the girls and doing all those kinds of shit. And so one night at one of these clubs, we were doing karaoke of all fucking things and we're just all having fun doing whatever mm-hmm. and all of a sudden one of our dudes just there's a fucking couple like something out of a movie a couple of glasses break we all look up and this guy is one of our guys is getting involved with one of the main uh, one of the guys that the, i guess is one of the people who lives there and then it becomes a whole standoff and it just fucking goes insane absolutely wow. insane um one dude i don't want to say his name but it's a guy i always remember he's a legend in my mind great name too i wish i could say his name but i don't want to get him in trouble he got kicked out physically by the bouncers because he was crazy my brother was crazy when he was in this mood when he was in those moods when he drank and it wasn't the first time and it wasn't the last time we were doing the shoot where i saw this but he would go crazy when he drank like throwing people around tables chairs Three bouncers had to drag him out and toss him out. That motherfucker goes to his car, changes his shirt, climbs back over the back wall, and jumps back into the fight. It was insane. <laughs> it was in fucking insane. I could. I turned to my right and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And I said, "What, what are you doing here?" He's like, "I changed my shirt. Fuck it," and dove right in. And it's he even grabbed a, a, the cash register and threw it at somebody. Like, the back, <laughs> yeah, he was insane, dude. So they, uh, they, they got us all together and kicked us out and, and whatever. So technically kicked out of a bar but only because i was protecting my boys and you know kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, not not i wasn't like you know tearing ass and kicking people's asses and getting in all it was just more like come on get the fuck out of stop it you know grabbing guys and shit but then other guys would push you and i'd fucking push back and shit like that so it got crazy and you know back in 2001 when i was much younger i still had vinegar and piss to be able to get into people's faces like that physically so for sure it was part of it but then they eventually kicked this out, but it was a madhouse of a brawl, dude. A madhouse of a brawl. Yeah, I've never, I've never been anything like that. I've been <laughs> kicked out of one bar ever, but not, nothing even remotely as yeah. good a story as that. We were That's doing crazy, those, man. you know, I don't know if they still do it, but those test tube shots. Oh yeah, where a girl walks around, she's got the tray, and there's a bunch of test tubes, so we we got a bunch of those, and we were already wasted. <laughs> and I went to shoot it. I knew that there was a trash can behind the bar. 
Yeah. I went, you know, Kobe, but I, it was before, you know, you would call out Kobe before you shot and went to yeah. shoot it. And it just bounced off the bar and it hit the bartender. And, oh, shit. But it was like one of those plastic ones. You right, know what right, I mean? Right, it's right. empty. Nothing. And the bartender looked straight at me and I sat down with my friends and then suddenly two bouncers came up and like, did you just throw a shot class? And I was like, all right, guys, I'll see you later. And <laughs> they just walked me out. I knew I was getting kicked out. That's the only time. It's nowhere near we're all broke out <laughs> i mean i have been in those situations where a bar almost broke out and we're oh know, yeah basically chomping at the bit in each other's yeah. face you know yelling at one another but yeah. uh, i've never actually been in a bar fight so thank god <sighs> yeah i've witnessed a few of those where they get hairy other than the one oh, yeah. i was in and they're like it's unsettling how crazy people get in those yeah. situations man with too beer much. or with liquor rather everything yeah it's too much i agree with you it's nuts. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't care enough. It's like, wait, <laughs> why are we fighting right Seems now? Necessary. It does. We it's, we're supposed to be out having a good time. Why are you guys being dipshits? It's like, yeah, what's that, what's that line that ludicrous song? I just want to. I just want to sit here and enjoy my Jack. You know, I don't want to sit deal with you motherfuckers in a bar. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so those days are thankfully long, long oh, gone yeah. for yeah. me. At least <laughs> for me too, but I, I well, I'm just saying I don't drink anymore at all. Oh, that's true. Fair point. So Fair the point. idea of being, you know, in a bar and getting so heated sober doesn't yeah. make any sense. Oh my god, no, um, no. That's the last I, place you want to get into anything sober or, you know, yeah, motherfucking well, drunk because all bets are off for a lot of people in a bar. They almost go into a uh, like a separate fantasy land where they can do all kinds of crazy shit. <laughs> just like stop it. Well, and if it's a a bar that has any kind of problems like this normally they have a security oh. staff that is trained yep so you're gonna get your ass kicked no matter yep. what so Absolutely. it's just a it's a bad bad news all around <laughs> but yeah thankfully i don't uh find myself in those situations anymore so what about Catherine? has Catherine ever been in a bar fight does she go with the ladies i would doubt i mean she bartended for uh, oh. a long time Oh, I so bet I'm she's sure got she's stories seen for days. Or two. Yeah. <laughs> well, hers was uh, more of a local dive bar, so it's oh, just like, okay. It had its locals that would come in and drink and whatnot, so it was pretty mellow. I'd go in there. Right. Uh, it was on my way to working at the comedy store. I used to right. walk to work because it was like two and a half miles. Oh wow! So I would just walk up to work as a excuse to get a little exercise. Right, and right, then right, right. I had friends that lived right by me, so I would just catch a ride home at the end of the night. There save myself go. driving up there right um uh, plus i started the habit when i was drinking and i'd already had a dui so i was like wow you know somebody will drive me home or i can catch a ride somewhere so i'm not driving i can still right. get drunk um <laughs> yeah to stymie that activity because yeah you know should get a dui kids <laughs> no you should never get a dui no, for god's sakes shouldn't drink and drive it's stupid yeah, yeah exactly uh but yeah, I did that a lot of times, and then I finally got caught, and I was like, "This is really dumb." <laughs> but what are you doing here? Yeah, well, they say in California, you've driven drunk about a thousand times before you've gotten a DUI. Oh, really? That's what oh, they I estimate. And okay. the first time I heard that in my classes, I was like, "That seems about right." Actually, I think that might be conservative estimate for me. Um, just given the years of drinking I had done, and I was always the guy where I'll drive. Yeah, I always drove. So thank God I never got into an accident or hurt anybody or, or hurt myself. Right. Right. Uh, you know, blind luck, I guess on some level to get out of that. And, uh, I paid the price and I was happy to pay that price because yeah. I was an idiot and, uh, <laughs> six months of classes and stuff and, uh, a there year to go. get my license back. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Really? Wow. Oh, uh, my wow. BAC was 0.28. Ooh. So 
it's an automatic year wow. suspension at that high. Yikers, man. No, that was in the the I don't want it for lack of a better phrase. The best yeah. part of that is they didn't take my BAC until like two or three hours after I'd been arrested. Oh, so it was higher. It could have been worse. Yeah. And I had stopped drinking because uh, we were at an after hours party with a keg and we finished the keg. And it's not like I left as soon as the keg was done. So right, I, had, right. I had had to drink in like four hours, five hours by the time they took my BAC and it was still at 0.28. So Woof, dude. Woof. give you an idea of <laughs> how much drinking I had done that day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I deserved it fully. It's yeah, I had yeah. no illusion about that. We're like, oh, what kind of bullshit is this? Like, nah, I, as soon as I got pulled over, I was like, I am toast. <laughs> it's all right, though. You learn the lesson, you move on. Of course. Yeah. I love this. Uh, um, Josh Sack saying, the outlaw being the same voice in the room. Not sure I can picture that. Look, the outlaw is a character. All right. Rogue is not, you know, when I get into that shit. He says, never been in a bar fight, but was in a bar with some buddies in southern Georgia where one of the other guys started getting in a gun rights argument with a couple of locals. Ooh. Yeah, no thank no, you. No. No. He said, we managed to get him out of there before it had a chance to escalate. Yeah, smart. Smart, yeah, that's, man. No that seems like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> never get into a political discussion at a fucking bar. There's not a damn thing that's no. going to be solved at a bar on a political. You're not going to change anyone's mind. No. Hell no. This is a fruitless endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, when I go into a bar and I see like anything, CNN, Fox News, I go, why is this on in a bar? Like this should not be on in a bar. Just sports, just sports. Let, let it just be sports the whole time. It makes no sense to me. Or movies, sports or movies. That's it. Nothing yeah. Else be on something there. that everybody can agree on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, uh, shout out to EY Geekness and Josh Sachs who have joined us as, as well as Charles Clark and, uh, James Petty, who are here live, thank you very much. And uh, for those of you who are listening to us uh, later on Tuesday when we drop this, uh, remember, if you're a $10 and above patron, you get to hang out live with us as we do the show. And we'll read your comments. We'll read your uh, opinions, points of views as we go along during the show. That's one of the perks you get as a $10 and above patron. So you've been thinking, if you've been hesitating, now's the time. Jump up and hang out with us for sure. Um, and if you're $50 and above, that's the Boss Hog page uh, uh, level, you get to suggest a topic. And that's what Charles Clark is doing today. Matt, we should get into it. We're 25 minutes of uh, gibberish, or 26 minutes of gibberish. Jab. We should get into the list here. Uh, we what should. We and what do we got? As we discussed right before air, we should have narrowed the window on this in some capacity. Yes, we should have. Oh, my God. Because it's the Ooh. Charles, it's an awesome topic, which is, yes, it is. Songs, songs made for movies. So basically, any song that debuted in a movie yes specifically made for that movie now it could have lived on thereafter right and right. gone on to other projects whether other movies tv shows commercials whatever the case is absolutely yeah. but it got its initial start as part of a soundtrack for some sort of movie and mm -hmm. dear god yeah we, yeah you had mentioned the point off air of maybe we should have gone by decade i almost yeah. texted you last night hey why don't we start excluding things yeah like just strike so I didn't put any Disney. It's like I'm out on Ooh, Disney because Disney? once we have it, I couldn't even come up with my favorite Disney off the top of my, cause I started listing all the uh, Disney songs that could make the contention. I was like, yeah. you know what? I think that's a show for a different day personally. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. And uh, I think that's what we're going to do down the road is this is such a great topic and great suggestion by Charles as Matt mentioned, but down the road, we'll start splitting the atom on this topic, go by decades or go by animated movies or go by even as Matt said, Disney animated movies, be more specific cut it down even more we could go you know uh sports we could do dramas oh, yeah. comedies all kinds of stuff can be in play with this kind of topic so it's fun so this is more of a general overall 
thought and uh, or list rather and then down the road we'll get more specific and maybe some of the ones we don't mention today will will be on those lists for those of you who uh, want to see or hear your decision or your selection rather be on this list so yeah so great stuff yeah on on some level i i got to two pages in google notes oh yeah of possibles like it's two every line is full on two pages and then yeah. i just stopped and i was like this is a pointless endeavor mm-hmm. because it doesn't end no and you even like I, I started initially with the best original song nominations just to kind of give me an idea okay and in the oscars right and then from there i started looking at per year and i'm like oh my god like some of these songs that aren't even that weren't even nominated i consider to be better songs than the ones that oh were nominated yeah from that movie so it's just like well, you know it's crazy we look at greece there's like six songs i would consider for the list even though Easy. none of the three songs made my list it was six that i would consider for sure yeah, yeah. I, I the the way i did it is like okay do i actually listen to these that's the, mm-hmm. how i settled on my list just like agreed the, and even then i think it's it's like a top 15 or 18 yeah. of i'm more than happy to listen to any of these yeah uh so uh, it was overwhelming it's a great topic idea yeah, yeah um but I threw my hands up at two pages and was like, I'm done doing research on this <laughs> because that was our, because then it's like, yeah. uh, Oh, what about this song? Well, when did the movie release? Right. It may be listed on the soundtrack. Like there's, there's one that was on this soundtrack and technically was released with this movie, but it was yeah. written for another movie and that movie didn't want it. And then they tried to get it for another movie and that movie mm-hmm. didn't want it. And then it got the third movie. So it was like, well, I'm just going to exclude it for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it wasn't written specifically. For, it was used for, it, even though we didn't say it had to be specifically for this movie. Just had yeah. to debut in that movie. But I was like, screw it. That's a good enough reason. <laughs> uh, there's another one that did debut with that movie and technically came out on an album simultaneously. But they apparently the band wrote that album or that song yeah. on the previous album and it didn't make it on that album. So I was like, okay, well that's a good enough reason to to just move on. Yeah. Uh, because there's still two pages of legitimate options. Yeah. 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 So uh, great idea, Charles. And I was also cursing your name, my friend, <laughs> because we should have thought oh, about yeah. it beforehand before yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but I think both of us are like, uh, let's let the other enjoy their Thanksgiving and we'll just deal with this tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, how, how do we put the mat? How do we put the show together, Matt? Uh, once. We have a topic which is given us by Charles J. Clark. Yes. We go our separate ways and create personal top ten lists. Show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one apiece. Once we have revealed our personal top ten list, we create the shows between the two of us. Boom. So All right. we may have – I'm guessing we'll have a little bit of overlap, but we'll probably so. have a bunch we don't have in common. Right, right. I would imagine so because we because yeah. music is so – you know, it's so subjective. And like movies are, of course, but like – really subject because you, you there's so many different genres so you pick out your best so there's a lot of places we could go um so at 10 i have one you don't have okay wow which is uh for my list okay good yeah i already know <laughs> it's a bit by bit from fletch yeah no, bit by nice. bit one way or another i love that song bit by bit running undercover tonight uh <laughs> did that one do you even know who did that one i have to look it up (laughs) i know she was a broadway actress okay got into pop songs i believe that's the story behind her but beyond that no idea 
No okay. idea. And Stephanie, to me, oh, it's Stephanie Mills. Stephanie, Stephanie Mills. Mills. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she was a Broadway actress, was yes. she not? She was in, uh, I think she was in Dreamgirls, the original Dreamgirls. Okay. If I'm not wrong. Yeah, but yeah. Um, and funny. The reason it made it was like, well, Fletch, I very rarely can manage to squeeze it onto a list. Right. So this is a way <laughs> to get make sure that Fletch gets on another list of mine. It yeah. is an exceedingly dated early 80s right. uh, track, but I do listen to it yeah. every once and again just because I love the movie so much. <laughs> so I'll listen to this, and uh, there's a, yeah, a couple others off this. I like the theme song itself, the oh, yeah. straight synthesizer. I can listen to that as well, but bit by bit is on like an eighties kind of soundtracky mix. I got oh, yeah. stuff from this and like real genius. And uh, I don't think any of the real geniuses were specifically for, otherwise that, that might've made my list as well. Right. Right. It's like a guardians of the galaxy situation where they compiled some of the best songs. Yeah. Guardians. Yeah. There's the not time. a single guardians that is an original yeah. great soundtrack. Totally. Totally. Um, but yeah, bit by bit was just purely a personal job because this list was, there were so many options. I was like, well, oh, I'm yeah. going to take that uh, because I do, in fact, actually listen to it. And mm -hmm. I could be the only person in the world that still listens to that song. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Chevy puts it on every once in a while. Don't you? I feel like he maybe he does. Maybe he does. I don't know. I think if it to. referenced Chevy himself in it, I'm sure he would oh, yeah, more yeah. often than not. Yeah. But I don't know that for a fact. I'm just going that on <laughs> right what on. i've heard third hand from from others and himself actually <laughs> uh, uh, all right uh so what's your number nine uh my number nine is uh maybe it's time from uh stars born oh that's Bradley a great Cooper. one love that song dude it's my favorite song on that soundtrack agreed me and you are in agreement on this yeah wow. I and i think that hate shallow man it's fine. Oh, I hate it. It's so annoying. And I hate the way they sing it. Like I heard Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood sing it, and that's a good version. Okay. But those two, but Bradley's doing his thing, but Gaga's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I, was, I can't. I fucking can't do it. Uh yeah, I, I think the theatrics are it plays into the movie, the scene the first time she yeah. does it on the live stage. Whereas the quiet nature of when he does it oh, in that man. little drag bar. Yeah but you can feel kind of the mileage that it took him to write a song like that. Yep. Just maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Yeah. And I remember in the theater when I heard that the, the first time and it's like, fuck, that is a great song. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm, you know, I, I realized shallow was going to do better on the charts. Yeah. 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 But upon leaving the theater, it's like that one's got to me the mileage to really last. Mm -hmm. For a long time, it has a resonance and an impact, and I think a uh, a message that's more universal. Yeah, um, shallows for the mainstream, dude. Um, maybe it's time to let that always. That's for like people who've lived a life. You know, they've seen some shit, and there's a lot in those lyrics, as you said, that like when you listen to it the first time, and if you've gone through some stuff in your life, or experienced or survived stuff in your life, like that song is going to speak to you because at, at how he presents it. And the lyrics themselves, you know, which are really great about searching for what what the next thing is in order to be reborn. And so there's it's it's fantastic. Uh, and and you're right, the scene 
is great. I had the same feeling, Matt, when I saw that scene. I was like, no, that's a song. That's a yeah. fucking song. Yeah. That's a song. And the fact that Bradley, I don't think he wrote it, but he produced the track. Mm. And then he obviously sings on it. Yeah. Um, and it's just the quintessential singer-songwriter. I have my instrument. I'm willing to travel and sing for my supper type yeah. of situation. Uh, yeah. But I, that is one that I'm more than happy. I will put it on uh, YouTube. Yeah. And I watch that scene or I'll just find the track, you know, itself. And I will yeah. listen to that track. And yeah. uh, I think it's the only one consistently I go to from that movie. Yeah. Uh, but I'm more than to me, it stands apart it's it's part of that movie and simultaneously it exists outside yeah. of it as well for me uh yeah it actually hit the uh billboard top 100 at some oh, point did it? so did shout out to that song yeah it actually did that and do you know uh, what it charted at oh no it doesn't say um maybe further down uh we're a chart performance so it debuted at number 93 um the song reached number six on the digital songs charts along with the other songs that he did, Black Eyes and Music to My Eyes. Maybe It's Time has sold 116,000 copies as of March of 2019. Um, and it was number 12 on the digital song charts in Canada, and it was 86 on their top 100 and 58 in the New Zealand top 100. So there you go. Um, I mean, not bad, not I guess. Bad? Not too bad for a song that wasn't really you know promoted that much by the movie. Shallow is where they... Oh, they, yeah, that's where they put know. their money. Yeah, right, of course, because that shows off what Gaga can do. Yeah, I, I mean, why wouldn't you put your eggs in the Gaga basket? Of course, it makes all it the sense to, in the world. Yeah, it does. I mean, yeah. She's the one that sells, you know, uh, albums. Right, so right. The one that features her prominently and has her doing the most makes yeah. more sense that you would push that out there as the lead single. Totally. It was written by uh, Jason Isbell, who is a member of the Drive-By Truckers for six years back in the early 2000s. Mm. He's won four Grammys, this guy. Jesus, shout out to him, man. Yeah, it's got like a, a Ryan Bingham type feel or uh oh shit, who is that other guy? Even Stapleton, like Chris Stapleton's got a vibe like that too, a little bit. Oh yeah. yeah. Have you heard um, Tyler Childers? No. Country artist. Okay. I discovered him uh, just on YouTube one night. Mm-hmm. There's a song called Nose on the Grindstone. Okay. And fucking hell, if that dude hasn't had a hell of a life to write that song. Um, and it's just him. You can find the acoustic. It's just him in a studio by himself. Yeah. And I love that song. I can oh, listen. Shit. The first time I heard it, I listened to it at least 15 times back to back. Like just hit it wow. replay just wow. over and over and over again. Yeah. Keep yeah. your nose on the grindstone and out of the pills. Huh. It's the chorus. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm looking at it now on YouTube, 26 million views on that version that you're talking about. Jesus Christ. That's yeah, incredible. I, it's like, uh, I think a, maybe a year ago. I know it was in during pandemic and it was early in pandemic, mm, mm. but at the same time, time is kind of fluid over the past. <laughs> yeah, it really is. 19, 20 months. So it could have been in April. It could have been in July. They're all kind yeah. of the same on some level. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just, I, I did it again, I don't know, a few weeks ago. I was just mm. like, oh, yeah, Tyler Childers. And then I listened to that song again like 10 times yeah. back to back to back. Yeah, man. Uh, but it has that type of feel where it's just a guy and his guitar. It could be a woman and her guitar, whatever. Just a person right. and their instrument pouring their heart out. 
Yeah. Uh, they used to be my favorite stuff about Ryan LaMontagna. When he did his stuff acoustic, that was my favorite versions. I didn't like his produced stuff. Just him and the fucking guitar hmm? is great. Like his, his, um, it isn't Jolene, the Dolly Parton ones. He has a separate one called Jolene that is fucking incredible. Just him, the guitar, and talking about this uh, relationship that he had and how it broke him. And it's like, oh, my God, this was incredible. Have, have you heard Jolene at half speed, the Dolly Parton? No. It's what? way better. Really? And Jolene's already great. Oh, yeah, it's a great song, yeah. But at half speed, there's even more sorrow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you can that. find it. Someone else did it. And put it online, and okay. that's how I found it. I, I want to say I heard it on, uh, saw it on Twitter right, the right, first right. time. But yeah, Jolene, like half speed, it was on a record, and they just took it down to whatever forty five or some yeah. some jazz. I don't know. I've never owned a record player. I just know that there's you can set the c- speed settings. Right, right. Uh, hmm. Well, I, I suppose you can replay it, right? Because I mean, people sometimes listen to our. Uh, I know Steve over at Cinema. He listens to podcasts at two point five speed. But I know you can drop it down to 0.5 yeah. speed if you wanted to go even slower. So maybe listening to Jolene at that 0.5 speed would be interesting. As well. well, you can find the Jolene slowed down version. Oh, you on can YouTube okay. now. Yeah, okay. you can. It's not hard. Okay. Yeah, All I would right. give that. So you got that. Check out Nose on the Grindstone and then the half speed Jolene. I think both of, both of those are really excellent. But it's I like it. Um. Uh, All right. So what's your eight, man? Uh, my eight is Mrs. Robinson from the Grind. Oh, nice. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Um, okay, I thought that might there might be a chance on yeah, on that one. I, I just don't. I, I I don't know, man. I like other greater songs on that soundtrack over Mrs. Robbins. It has it's never had the same kind of effect for me as it has for some other people. So, but please, please well, go. is the other one uh, "Sound of Silence" was that written for? I didn't think that one was written for specifically the movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the the ins and outs of of. Let me see if I can find out. But while you're talking about it, go ahead, man. Because I looked it up on Wikipedia, and so yeah, yeah. yeah. Mrs. Robinson was written for it specifically because right because what producers and director, uh, but director was already listening to them and asked yes. Simon and Garfunkel if he could use a couple of their tracks, and Simon said no because they're not really applicable. But how about I write you oh, a couple yeah. of tracks? Yeah, 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 and then he they he wrote two tracks. And the director was like, eh, "It doesn't really fit the vibe." And they're like, "All right, well, we're working on this other one called Mrs. Roosevelt." <laughs> and they played him Mrs. Roosevelt, and he was yeah. like, "That is the stuff right there." Yeah. And then they yeah. made changes, and then ultimately recorded Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. Uh, but just the ubiquity of it from then on—something yeah. that was specifically written for that movie—and now has been a part of my life for its entirety. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you hear it all the time. It pops yeah. up, you know, to the point where now it's probably a little overplayed. But in 10 years, it will then have rebounded and we'll get a Mrs. Robinson again. But it, mm-hmm. then it also signifies the older woman, uh, younger man kind of love affair. So yeah. Anytime that comes up, you could always do a Mrs. Robinson. It's, it's a reference on top of a song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can just say, you know, Mrs. Robinson, and you get the reference as to right. what you're implying by that. Absolutely. Uh, it just lives in a very specific niche within movie music that I'm yeah. like, you know, it's worthy of. Plus, I do uh, listen to it. I, it's not on many playlists, and I don't listen to the album just because I've heard the song so much, and I can yeah. sing it forwards and backwards. Yeah. Uh, but I felt as though, you know what? I really can't make this list personally and not have that on mine. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Just because it is what it is, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. I totally respect that. Uh, and you're right. Uh, Mrs. Robinson was the only one specifically written for the movie that was used. Everything okay. else was from other um, yeah. albums. But the sound, yeah, Sound of Silence, I was like, I'm pretty sure that existed right. beforehand. Yeah. They contracted them to write three songs. Oh, and one of, of the songs, um, but they rejected them all except for Mrs. Robinson. Um, Punky's Dilemma was one that showed up later in their in their discography, which I love. I love Punky's Dilemma. But uh, they rejected it to the uh, director, and uh, Mike Nichols and the producers, because they said it didn't fit the movie at all. But Mrs. Robinson, which was the thing that they were writing, as you mentioned before, that one made the, the cut. Uh, and then everything else was brought over from other albums. So, yeah, it's the only original song on the soundtrack for the movie, for sure. So yeah, it's a good song. It's a great. I'm not denying it's a great song. It's just a matter of, matter of like, well, yeah. when I put it on, does it affect me in any way? No, it's a fun one to listen along to. But there, are, for the me on my list, there are just other ones that I enjoy or listen to a lot more. So for whatever reasons, you know, so. teach their own. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. So then my number ten. I mean, how can I not make this at least make the list? Is uh, John Bon Jovi's "Blaze of Glory" from Young Guns? I, I struggled to not put it on there, man. Dude, that song is I, everything to me. I listened to it like that. I went on a Bon Jovi wormhole because of this show. <laughs> Dude, on a steel horse I ride. Oh. I listened to the sound of the lyrics of that. Yeah, it's been yeah. so long, and I was like, yeah. "Wow, this song is ridiculous and fantastic." But "Blaze of Glory," yeah, uh, it's the one, man. And I, I before. The Schmodown got, you know, we can't use licensed music. I wanted to come out to this like nobody's business uh, at a live event or at whatever, because I mean, it's just a, fu- it's a fucking cowboy song. And so great. Oh yeah. And it fits the movie. The movie's not for me. I know Ellis loves it and other people love, but it's not young guns too. For me is okay. It's cheese. But, yeah, exactly. But the song, the song is incredible. And I, uh, every single time, and I own, I think there's three separate music videos for it. And I own all three of them on, on my hard drive. Cause I just love, listening to it and watching the imagery from the movie um, and watching John Bon Jovi sitting there in his fucking leather pants on the, where's the camera swinging around oh, yeah, him on, on some on mountain, some butte. Yeah. Some and butte Utah. Yeah. Things are set they, on fire and shit. Yeah. Well, the best part is, so they set up like this, this drive-in theater on yeah. top of yes, this, yes. this plateau thing, yes. but you can see all the call boxes. If you look at the base, they all have, a bunch of debris because it's just a stand. Yeah. They had to cover up the sandbags or whatever is holding it down. There's a bunch, you know, all the little production stuff that you don't <laughs> think about when you watch, you know, as a kid. Yeah. Plus, plus the song itself. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's attached to young guns too. It's cool. And the, 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 the sound of it, the guitar, everything, the construction musically of the song is great, but the lyrics themselves, which is talking about a guy who's accepting the fact that he's going to yeah. die at any moment, but he wants to go out his way because there's no other option for him in life now. And it's a cowboy. Uh, some of the greatest Westerns are Westerns that talk about the end of the West. And this is definitely a guy singing about the end of his time as a gunslinger. And it's fantastic. I love the lyrics, you know. So good. yeah, no, it's it was a it was a tough cut. Yeah, it was a tough. Honestly, this is a nearly yeah. impossible list. I agree. I agree a thousand percent. And I'm so you know the fact that you had it on now. I'm like, wow. I'm surprised you had that at ten because yeah. it's one of those. If it's making my list, it's yeah. top seven, top six for me. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. I'd rather have these others on here because I would listen point. to them more. It's a great point, but I, for whatever reason, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, maybe it'll move up. I don't know. We'll see. Um, all right. So then, my number nine is Arthur's theme. Uh, oh, sure, crisscross. Yes, I love that song, and every, it, it just reminds me of a time when I was a kid, man. And that song, and I loved that movie. Oh my god, I made my parents take me like 
five times see that to see that movie when it first came out because i just i thought dudley moore was one of the most funniest people on the planet that movie was so sweet it had a little bit of a darker edge to it with the fact that that woman's father is uh, the, the the woman they were trying to set him up with to be married to for business his her he was such a, a brutal man and whatever and the relationship with him and liza minnelli was really sweet so all of it just worked for me at a time. And then the song, and the song still, when it comes on, I will listen to it. I will sing along to it, even though I can't hit those notes at all. I oh, will no. sing along to it. But and the imagery of it all, too, is just great. And the opening of the movie is just him to the song, right along in his limousine through New York. And it's a, it's a music video unto itself. So the song overall just is one of my favorites because it's my, just from childhood, man. Yeah. My favorite little factoid about it is so there's like five writers on the song. Oh, wow which is rare for a song like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like a pop song now that has yeah. the same repeating words and whatnot. A lot of times we'll have eight writers. And it's yes. ridiculous. Yeah. But back in the day, it's a one, two writers. But there's one guy who got an Oscar. Uh, I can't remember who it was specifically, okay. but all he contributed was the in New York City. <laughs> it's all his contribution is. Made the song though. He is yeah. a writer on the song. He got a, he got an Oscar for yeah. his contribution there. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's all I remember about it. It's a great song though. Yeah, it, Ross, what an interesting pop star. Right? And and uh, like I bought his very best of Crystal Cross City years ago. And there are some nice track? there's some nice gems on there that never became like mainstream hits or whatever. So clearly this guy could still make good music. It just didn't yeah. necessarily grab the attention of the mainstream populace like it did with his first couple of albums, which were just astronomically successful. So, yeah. Yeah, it's um, like uh, someone from the 70s trying to explain to you how big Frampton was. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he didn't really exist when I was a kid. I just knew the name type of thing. But for, a, you know, Frampton Comes Alive was... Oh, yeah, right? Was apparently, when it was out, the biggest album. Yeah. Hands down that year. Not even close. Right. It's like, wow, that's crazy. And then just doesn't... He's still around, but right. not to the degree where, at that time, if you had easily the biggest album, you would think that you'd have a larger footprint in pop culture still. Right, right, right. That's uh, a good but point. anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's written by Criss Cross, Burt Bacharach, Cara Bayer Sager, and uh, uh, her, her, Liza Minnelli's ex-husband, Peter that, Allen, that's the one. I think that's he's, yeah, the one there you go. That's about. the New York City. Yeah. When you could get caught between the moon and New York City, it was of course taken from an unreleased song that he had previously written together. Allen came over the line while his plane was in a holding pattern during our night Around arrival New- at JFK. Uh-huh. That's hilarious to me. It's, so he contributes uh, eight words and gets an Oscar. Good for you, man. Nice. Shout out to you, buddy boy. Uh, but it was la- Chris, Cross's, Chris Cross's last number one uh, American hit. So crazy to think. That's 81, bro. 1981. Well, he had what, like a two-year pocket? He did. I mean, it's sailing is still, I think, his best. But you know, I guess you can make arguments. A lot of people like ride like the wind. Um, but oh, he had yeah. a bunch of like, sailing probably stuff. his best. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here. All right, so then my number eight is Shaft, the song. Oh, the- great choice, right? Isaac Hayes, Shaft. I mean, just for the pop culture um, effect alone. But the song itself is badass. I know everybody's like, oh, just talking about Chef. You know, shut your mouth. Oh, they're making jokes. But the song itself is fucking so well constructed. And there's a reason that's the one that came out from all the good black exploitation songs that were released, like Superfly and other ones. 
that's the one car wash and whatever like which isn't really black exploitation but around that time sure. but like the shaft is the one that just stands out just the way it's musically constructed and and delivered and then isaac hayes and his singing and all the things he's talking about and you just listen to it and you're like this is just a badass fucking song man talk about his woman talk about how shaft don't take no shit and all this kind of stuff it just makes you feel like a a fucking badass when you listen to it and i constantly go back to that song it's just like a good pick you up if you're ever in a kind of a down mood or whatever yeah i thought about pusher man for oh yeah pusher man's great too yes i like pusher man that's probably the black exploitations but for, I, yeah. I don't know i didn't look it up because I, I think i just assumed it was a pre-existing they used it for but i could be wrong Pusher man yeah yeah i'd have to i guess i could look it up real quick <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean I, I don't know how many people who are watching us or listening to us know shaft i hope you all know shaft if you haven't listened to it do yourself a favor and listen to it because it works so well with the movie and i think it's one of the reasons why that movie endures as well not just the movie itself but also that song just as it's a great job of like selling you the film within the construct of the song so yeah um there you go so that's my number eight so that's uh, your eight yeah, what's your uh, seven? Uh, my seven is Pure Imagination from Willy Wonka. Oh, damn. I love that song. Fuck. All right, just, I, I, I'm not going to change anything this time around, so go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah. There's so many yeah. to choose from. We might as well honor as many as we possibly yes. can. Agreed, agreed. I, I love that song. I think it it so fits the movie to yeah. such a degree, and the fact that, you know, Gene Wilder's the one that uh, sang it. And it has, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's different now where you, if you hear someone sing, they're still being auto-tuned, even mm-hmm. if it doesn't sound like they're being auto-tuned. So to have the actor come in and have a still really good singing voice, yeah. but you just capture that and it's the essence of the character. The song fits, you know, the, the ideal of what this place is supposed to be and yeah, what yeah. he's trying to put out into the world. But the I don't know, just the the, the melody yeah. of they're in this wonderland mm-hmm. and going through. Uh, but there's also tension within the song because that yeah. place has tension in it as well. And right. it's just this nice balancing act between everything involved. But I it just uh, I love that they brought it in for Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Oh my god, it works so well. In Thor it does. It works perfectly and the nice comedic button at the very end of it as he's freaking out yeah he screams <laughs> yeah and they just and then boom he's right in front of the grandmaster <laughs> um by it it is one i will happily put on when we you yeah. know when this list was chosen by the two of us and charles suggested it it's one of the ones that i initially thought of and it's like well yeah. pure imagination is just a fantastic song and the, yeah. you know they didn't get somebody else it's not him lip syncing to another singer it's actually right. gene himself singing it yeah makes it all the more special to me uh yeah it's one I of can't... those songs that oh sorry matt go ahead no please please uh, i was just saying it's one of those songs that's deceptively darker than you think it is yeah right because initially it's like oh my imagination yeah and then you you hear and it's almost a it's almost a heartbreaking um pining for something that had been before or something that mm. maybe got lost and it's so great because yeah. the desire of what he wants versus what's actually there is is just just bubbling under the surface as he's singing the song you know yeah you can feel it throughout yeah. and it yeah. matches the tone of the movie too this wondrous yeah. world and at the same time there 
you know, uh, uh, pitfalls and thing yeah. around every corner. Yes. And you get that with the, the use of strings and whatnot in the song itself as they slow it down. That ba-ba, it's just the single notes that come in. Yeah. Uh, adds a nice little bit of tension. But yeah, Pure Imagination pure is imagination. my number seven. Whew, great stuff, man. All right, what's your six? Uh, my six is Skyfall. Ooh, the Adele song. Nice. Hell yeah. Nice. Go ahead, man. I, I will that. happily listen to it, too. I think it's my favorite Bond song. Hmm. Um, statement. Well, if, look, if it makes my list, then it yeah. has to be my favorite Bond song. Agreed. Uh, I also think I'm a sucker for for Adele. That was one of the things that Catherine was surprised by when she came out with uh, Hello, and I was yeah. actually looking forward to it. I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear that. And she's like, really? And I'm like, listen, <laughs> Adele is an international treasure. Yes. She just is. Yep, agreed. Anybody with that much talent and personality within a voice, it's like, I, I am a sucker for that each and every time, and I will happily listen to. Uh, so... Mm-hmm. I think for that reason, but that's also an interesting discussion because I think there's five or six really excellent Bond songs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. So it, it, it does come down to, yeah, it, it won the, the Oscar. It was the first one that ever won the Oscar for a Bond song. That's all. Oh, I didn't know that. Is that yeah. true? Mm-hmm. And then Sam Smith. Live and Let Die. Yeah, no, no. Writing, no. Writing's on the wall. Yeah, Sam Smith won like for Spectre. So it was like a back-to-back for the Bond songs to win uh, best uh, best original song. But yeah, that was the first one. It surprised the hell out of me too when I was doing studying for Schmodown earlier this year. I was like, what? This is the first one? Wow. Yeah, you would think uh, Live and Let Die, just yeah. with McCartney, the tie-in. She's like, come on, guys. This is... Yeah. But maybe it was before the Oscars. That's a music category seems to be more of an inclusive of the movie doesn't have to be excellent so long as right. the song is. Right, right. And the Oscars at that point could have been, you need to have an excellent movie and an excellent song. And if there are no excellent songs, then we're going to start with excellent movie first. (laughs) I mean, the Oscars... Sometimes that happens, yeah. Yeah, the Oscars are snotty that way. Yes, agreed. Um, And that's fine. It is what it is, you know? Yeah. So comedy gets no love at the Oscars, and it's just because it's a drama awards category or show. It's true. Live and Let Die was nominated in 1973, but it lost okay. to, to The Way We Were, the fucking Barbara Streisand yeah. song. No. How funny. No. Although I'm not a Streisand fan, so that's an automatic no for me. But that song's fine. Yeah. Whereas Live and Let Die is uh, it, timeless at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a I great. even love the GNR cover, and most purists, Beatles purists, hate it. Yeah. Hate true. it. But I'm not a Beatles purist, so. Oh, yeah. And it's a McCartney solo, so back the fuck up, Beatles <laughs> Pierce. Uh, yeah, so I mean, Skyfall, I will listen to that right yeah. now. I'll put it on. I have zero problem, uh, you know. Yeah, man. So, yeah, it's if a we did a, a Bond songs, I guess Skyfall would be my number one. Sam Smith's writing on the wall is, is really good, too, though. Yeah, I couldn't believe it won. Yeah, because that, that, Skyfall won in 2012, uh, uh, writing's on the wall won in 2015. And, you know, there weren't that many, I guess, you know, there weren't, yeah. So <laughs> a Ted song was nominated for Best. Everybody Needs a Best Friend. I don't even remember that song. But oh, yeah. I remember that song, yeah. <laughs> I think it's the opening montage. Yeah. But no, Skyfall is great. The cons- just the, from the beginning. And then, like, yeah. her coming in, like, right on top of the pianos. The this soft- is the end. <laughs> bum, 
bum. So, it's a, it sounds. Uh, I always love that the way they incorporate. It still has a lot of the same constructs of other Bond songs. Yes, yes. But they find their unique footing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just the her building to the Skyfall itself. It yeah. gets me every single time, and I love. It's one of my favorite montages too. To open oh yeah, a, a opening Bond movie. Hell yes, agreed a thousand percent. That. Cre- opening credits for that song are, are great. You're yeah. Th- yeah, yeah. I always love that about Bond, how they incorporate the, in that that graphic mm-hmm. design element to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it kind of sets the stage for because then when you go back and rewatch, you can see where they're giving you little hints as to what's mm. going to come. But it's it's all gibberish to you the first time you see it. Right, right. Um, I think I think the Billie Eilish one has a shot at you think being so? nominated winning. Yeah, I like. I think song. nominated for sure. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'd have to look to see what else it doesn't. Yeah. It's not as catchy to me. It's, you know, to me, it's like the Chris Cornell, Alicia Keys one. It's good. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's as good as these others. I thought the garbage one was good. The world is not enough. I like that one. Okay. Sure. Um, yeah. Well, I like the Duran Duran one. Oh, yeah. View to a Kill. That's great. Uh-huh. I yeah. like that one a lot. Uh, the Nancy Sinatra. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, Diamonds are Forever. Diamonds are Forever. Yeah. It's, I think that's Bassy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sure. that is. I believe so. Right. Uh yeah, that's a really good one. There's a oh, the spy who loved me, the Carly Simon one. Okay, and, and I like for your eyes only the Sheena Easton one. That's a fucking good one too. I all like right, Sheena. yeah, yeah. So there's some good ones. There's some good Bond ones, definitely. Yeah, um, all right, the so, Casino Royale, Chris Cornell one. Oh right, yeah, yeah no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like that. There's Madonna's Die Another Day. <laughs> yeah, not for me. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, don't show your boobs on Instagram, Madonna. Where right. are we at? Uh, your seven. Oh, go ahead yeah. and tell me what it is, but I got to duck out for one second. Okay, okay, go ahead, man. Number seven is uh, Rainbow Connection from the Muppet movie. Oh, That's my number seven. Great choice. Thank it's on my God. side list. Great choice. Right on. I love that uh, song so much from the Muppet movie. It's so great. I mean, just when you hear it, it just immediately moves you. The way Kermit, when he plays it, it's a great intro to the to the to the film and i have it's one of those songs that anybody can do the remake of and it really works i think that's one of the i think that's the um, hallmark of a really great song as well is if anybody can remake it and it really works and uh willie nelson's version of rainbow connection is incredible i've heard so many different people do their version of rainbow connection and it's fantastic the lyrics are great uh also pining for the possibility of a better world a better future what a great way to start a film like uh, the Muppet movie, which is all about him getting the band back together and possibly writing, you know, getting that contract and becoming successful and bringing all his friends along with him to become successful as well. It's such a positive message film. And the song itself is just, it's heartbreaking. It's, there's sometimes I listen to it when it hits me at the right, right time and I get like emotional listening to it because it's so well. And Jim Henson does a great job singing it as Kermit. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's badass, man. Um, so there you go. Any thoughts on Rainbow Connection? I, I mean, it's a phenomenal choice. Yeah. Thanks, Once man. again, this list is. Yeah. <laughs> there's almost a no wrong choice type of situation. I agree. Um, Did it lose? Did it win? I don't know if it was. There's years? no way it won. Yeah. There's no way they give it to a puppet movie. The no, Oscars it, were pricks. It's crazy. Point, yeah, so. They gave it to Norma Ray. It goes like yeah. it goes. Nobody knows that fucking song. Nobody knows that fucking song. Nobody fucking knows Welcome that. to the Oscars. Jesus. Now they that would win. Oh, yeah. If this it was absolutely win. Exactly. Because everybody would recognize clearly this, or at least it would have a much better shot. Like the Vegas odds would come out and it would be one of the yeah. odds on favorite, if not the overall favorite. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, 
one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was no uh, animated category, or no one gave a shit about this cat. It was just right. a major. You needed to be a super serious film if you wanted to have any kind of shot. <laughs> That's true. Super serious. It is. It just don't mess around. Um. All right. So then, my number six, and I can't believe it's in the bottom five of my list. I I still can't believe it is uh, Danger Zone from Top Gun. I Kenny Loggins. The the problem is, I think we should do a top ten Kenny Loggins. Yeah, it's true. Because I couldn't settle on a single Kenny Loggins, man. Because you <laughs> also have there's some great ones. You got Footloose, yes, which I'm surprised didn't. Uh, I figured that might make a better uh, contention on your list. I'm all right from Caddyshack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the, the, Kenny Loggins, and you could do Loggins and Messina. There's a lot to choose from. Oh my god, even Loggins, uh, even the Caddyshack sequel. I love that song. Nobody's fool. That's a fucking great '80s, forgotten '80s song that he did. And he's got over the top. He's got the song and over the top as well. He was a master for yeah. soundtrack music in the eighties for sure. He, him uh, it was just one of the best. Okay. But this, but Danger Zone. I mean, because I'm a massive fan of Top Gun, uh, and I'm still fucking mad at the Schmodown that they didn't put me in that uh, exhibition match with Riley and Bateman to fucking battle for Top Gun. But like this, this is my eighties quintessential favorite eighty eighties movie, bar none. And that soundtrack is incredible. And then whenever Danger Zone comes on, man, it is. Even in my little fucking Prius, I get all like jazzed up, want to drive fast. It's such a great, great song. Oh, it's fantastic. Do, 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 do. And you're immediately in, you know, and it's a great cardio song if you're working out as well. It's just an awesome song. And once again, the fact that Archer used it, it's just really that that still has resonance even nowadays in pop culture mainstream. So it's just genius uh, on so many levels and a very well-constructed song. And Kenny Longan sings the hell out of that song, man. You know? Yeah. What I didn't know mm. uh, before this show was that was written by somebody else and they brought it to Loggins. He was their third choice. Third oh, wow. Third choice. Yeah. And they took it to like Corey Hart, but Corey Hart said, I write my own songs, So no, thank you. Ugh. And Corey Hart was the second choice. They took it to somebody else first. I can't remember now. Mm. Uh, and then they took it to Loggins. And Loggins was like, yeah, I like it. And then he, I guess he changed a little bit here and there and then yeah. recorded his own version, obviously. But uh, I, I just assumed he wrote that. Yeah. So I was kind of blown away uh, yeah. just because it has, it's a little bit harder edge than a normal Kenny oh, Loggins. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But still, it, it's got a full Loggins vibe to it. So I don't know yeah. why. Uh, but, you know, good on him for saying, yeah, I don't, you know, it's fine. I can play your song. Right. Toto was the first person they went to. Toto. Toto. That's right. Just ridiculous. Oh, I would not have worked. Why Why did out of, uh, uh, you know, bless the rains out of Africa come back? Why Why is that a thing again for the past two years? I don't know. That, movie, that's a, that song was, I, I liked it as a kid. I but, did too. I like that song. But, but now, like, hearing it, it's like, why is yeah. this huge again? Well, the remake was horrible. The Weezer remake was, is horrendous, man. But maybe that's why it's back. Don't, don't you feel it's it's roughly the same as the original? And you hear the original now, and it's like, I, I there's a hundred other 80s songs I'd much rather hear than this. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I hear you. I, I can't agree with you, but I respect That's fine. Your I respect your opinion on this. Um. Apparently he talked. Oh wow, I'm reading this now. Apparently he's having discussions or had discussions with Tom Cruise about doing a new version of the song for the uh, the sequel, which we're never going to see, Matt, because they keep fucking pushing it. So <sighs> the world's going to fucking end before I hear uh, before I get to watch that sequel. I'll tell you this right now. I'm sorry. It's all right. Other things are coming out. You know, King Richard <laughs> was really good. Yeah, King Richard's great. Watch bro. that again. It yeah. was. It was. 
Wilson. couldn't believe how much I enjoyed that. Best performance he's ever done, in my opinion. Best could be. Yeah, could be. He's totally. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people are loving um, Andrew Garfield and Tick Tick Boom, which I haven't seen yet, but I, I think it's Will's to win. I think it's Will's to win. Netflix movie versus. Uh, I saw that again. Mm, yeah, on Twitter criticizing King Richard, be like, let me get this right. A, a movie oh, about yeah. the the Williams sisters, and it's titled King Richard. And yeah. someone replied, "Be like, oh, you mean the movie that was produced by the Williams sisters and chose to make <laughs> yeah. a story about their father and how he was the driving force of keeping the family together and on the yeah. plan?" As he yeah. said, I mean, uh, Catherine, I finished it, and she was like, "Man, I, you know, not to say that her parents didn't do a great job." He's like, "Can you imagine having that type of motivation?" Right every day. I didn't get that from my parents and I'm not saying I wanted it, but it's like, it's such a different stark contrast to what yeah. I grew up around. And I saw my other friends' parents parenting. Well, you have to have the combo, don't you? Like you got to want, you got to have that combination of a person who a child who wants to get that pushed and that motivated and that driven and a father willing to do it. Cause sure. there are probably, probably a million other stories where the father was overbearing and pushing and taking him out in the rain and yeah. like Mer- Merovinovich, like Todd Marinovich, his dad, and it kind of breaks him in the end. But in this situation, you had two young girls who really wanted to succeed and were met in their success by a father who wanted to make it possible for them mm-hmm. to succeed in it and was smart enough to also pull them out so that they didn't burn out. Yeah. On Let them be is, kids. Exactly. Which I think is one of the most brilliant things he ever did. So craziness, man. Craziness. Um, and I had someone go after me for spoiling the movie. I'm like, how do you? I, there's no spoil. There's, there's no, no way to spoil. spoil it. It's a true there's fucking story. No way to spoil it. <laughs> this is crazy to me. Yeah. Although I, I didn't. I don't remember the Arancha Sanchez Vicario. No, I didn't. Yeah, match. I didn't know that didn't, either. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I didn't remember that either. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just remember them where I. It went from I didn't know who they were to suddenly, hey, here's two young, you know, tennis yeah. players who, by projections, right. probably going to crush for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's amazing that two sisters did that, got yeah. to the top of their sport. Yeah, agreed. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. Josh or EY Geekness says Tick Tick Boom is brilliant. Andrew Garfield is amazing in every moment. Yeah, I'm going to see this one this weekend at some point, definitely. Um, uh, but yeah, got a match on next Saturday, so I'm studying as well. So, um, all right, where where are we at, brother? Are we done? Oh yeah, so that's uh, my six. six. We should uh, take a break, Matt. You want to? Yeah, we'll take a quick break. Hear this word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. All right, there we are. Uh, <laughs> thank you to our sponsor. So we're moving on. My number five yeah. is, couldn't believe it made it this high, but it's undeniable to me, Happy from Despicable Me 2. <laughs> I, I know you love this song. Go ahead, my man. Oh, I don't know. Have we ever discussed? Yes. We, you've mentioned really? it a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, okay. we haven't gone deep into it, but you've mentioned it a couple times. I, it's honestly, it is as built. It is a happy song, <laughs> and it's the same repeating lyrics over and over again. Yep. But it, it in no way depreciates my overall value and the effect that it has on me. Mm. Uh, which a lot of times, like uh, everything is awesome. It's a good yeah. song, but I don't need to hear it on repeat. Whereas if ha- Happy was playing so ubiquitously and it didn't bother me, which just says something to me, yeah. at least for me individually about a song like that because it's really easy to get overplayed yeah and even if it was the the 10th time i heard it that day it's like still good track still mm-hmm. good song i like this song um and there was it was fighting with another uh pop song at this okay. position basically 
And I went with this one because I, I know I've already listened to it more times than the other one. I think the other one may, over the long one, uh, win out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think uh, if the other one makes your list, then we'll discuss it then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other one's also about 45 seconds shorter, which I think depreciates. I think it needs a third mm. uh, you know, stanza, whereas this one's, I think, the proper amount of length. It is yeah. precisely what – it fits the movie beautifully, and also it lives independently of it. And yeah. uh, I think this song is going to be around for, you know, years to come. Mm-hmm. But it does. Every time it comes on, it does put a smile on my face, a little pep in my step. It does precisely <laughs> what it's supposed to do. Well, it was a whole event when this song came out. I remember, I think I was at Collider when or freelancing there when it first came out. And I remember that we had discussions about covering the event of this thing because they released a 24-hour um, video of it on YouTube that you, it was a 24 hour, like you watch it live 24 hours from all these different countries and had all these different videos that had been shot and they were going to show them back to back to back of the song. And so oh. people from all these different countries dancing around and dancing the song and mouthing the lyrics to the song and what have you. And I remember that was a massive deal. Like that was a big deal what they were doing. So no surprise that it kind of caught on as a pop culture thing, but it's a damn good song from, from Pharrell. Like, whereas Bobby McFerrin's like, don't worry, be happy. I'm not the biggest fan of that one, but it's kind of like the same thing was that that version of it for our time. Okay. Sure. But I think this is a way better constructed song and a way better, a way more interesting song about where it's going. And it takes you along for the ride. Do you know what I'm saying? And just the beats and the movies and the claps, all oh, of yeah. that. So, yeah. Just kind of takes you along for the ride really, really well. Yeah. Uh, it's easily digestible. It crosses all, you know, yeah. basically, uh, age groups and whatnot i think it's yeah. universal yeah um so yeah there it is that's my number five what do you got uh my five uh is uh footloose uh oh the, uh, okay yeah, the the Logans. Logans. so you got yeah. two logins i know back to back I, this is how it ended up and, and I doubled like, up on the logins yeah i was like should i move it around actually no this is honestly where it's at for me so this song man dude as soon as i hear the drum beats oh i'm lost i'm just so lost in the just song up. Clapping, yep. dancing around. It's great. Moving around, singing. I, I did it one time at karaoke. I love doing it. It's so great. And people, it's just, it's just a it's just a dancing song, man. And it gets you going. Even the lyrics of it all, you know, and when it gets to that to one, two, 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 two three, two, 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 it's great to kind of even the bridge works for me. And not 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 all bridges work for me in songs. And I dug it. It's so it's it's just one that I remember from my youth. I was a teenager when this thing came out. And I remember it being like something that just absolutely changed me in terms of listening to it. And it just kind of, the film itself still resonates. Fuck that remake. The original uh, uh, still resonates for me. And that song, that whole soundtrack really is excellent. But that song is just so, um, just something for me as a kid that will always motivate me or move me around or get me going or or whatever and kind of pick up my spirits. And, and I love that song. So there you go. That's my two cents on it. What about you? Anything on Footloose? I... Once again, it's like this danger zone. I'm all right, and I'm yeah. like, I, uh, I almost put I'm all right on because I assumed you'd have Footloose. Yeah, <laughs> I figured you would make a choice between Footloose and, and Danger Zone, and yeah. I assumed you'd go with Footloose, and you'd cut Danger Zone off and then put something else in its place. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, since it's two different movies, I was like, okay, I think I can. Get oh away. yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It's two different. It has you know, just happens yeah. to be by the same artist who did a ton of them. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, I'm all right. Give it a little bit of shine. We don't talk about Caddyshack all that much. Right. But true. Then, then it became like the Disney thing. 
you know what? Why don't we just do a login show in my head? All right, I'm not going to put any logins on because uh, that's easy peasy. Yeah. Although I'd be curious if there's actually 10. Ooh, 10 logins. logins? Like legit Ooh, good songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm all right. Danger Zone and Footloose. They're three legit songs. And of those, I think Danger Zone okay. and Footloose are the two better songs. All right. So you've got Danger Zone. Footloose, Meet Me Halfway, which is the over top, over the top song. I'm all right, the Caddyshack song. I'm yeah. free, which is the other Footloose song, which is fucking great. Uh, Danny song, which apparently is in a movie called Sitting In, which is the Loggins and Messino version. Danny, yeah, song. I don't know that. Maybe I know the song, but I can't pull it off just the title. Right, Forever. Oh no, no, wait, hold on. Oh, is there another one? Nobody's fool from Caddyshack too. I don't know if you like for the first time, but that's from One Fine Day. Heart lights. That's from another. I think that's that's a Neil Diamond song, isn't it? Oh no, 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 no. He's got one called Heart Light, and then Neil Diamond's got one that's connected to ET. Yes, yeah, yeah. That was his. He loved ET so much, he unofficially wrote a song about ET. Yes, turn on your heart light. (laughs) (laughs) Let it shine wherever you go. Yeah. Um, Playing with no way was this sanctioned by Spielberg or the producers. He just loved the movie so much, he was moved. To write a song about it. God bless him. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Oh man. Yeah. So yeah, there's a few. I, I think we could make uh we can make a case. I we think, yeah, it might be stretchings. It. Yeah, maybe stretching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm all right. Footloose, I'm free, meet me halfway, danger zone, playing with the boys. That's a good one. Nobody's fool. That's For him? the first time. Oh yeah, playing with the playing boys. Playing with the oh, boys. Yeah. All right. That's a good song. Let's see. Logins. <laughs> your heart will lead you home which i've never heard apparently from the tigger movie i didn't know that no nah, i've never seen that so yeah interesting could we, it could be it could be something for us to to kind of mess around with down the road for sure a kenny loggins specific show it's a very niche show <laughs> that's true the age the age of tra- is is what 30 and over maybe maybe 30 and yeah over. something like that 35 <laughs> and over sure Sure, sure. Um, um, all right. So, where are we at? Uh, your four? Uh, yeah, my four is uh, Over the Rainbow. Oh, yeah. Good one, dude. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. It's just, it's timeless. Yeah. It's quintessentially timeless. The only reason it didn't crack number one overall or something is just, I actually listen to the other ones more on, mm. I have the either the album or uh, it's on playlists and stuff like that. Right, right. Um, yeah, two out of the three next ones, I'll listen to the album oh, or wherever else it pops up. Uh, mm-hmm. But Over the Rainbow, I will specifically seek out. Yeah. And I don't know what you got to say, because we all know it. It's a yeah. flawless song. It fits the mu- movie beautifully, and it also stands in, outside of it, lives on its own. So. I think they had to fight to get the song in the movie too. I think they didn't want to put the song in the movie. Really? Um, and then eventually they they kind of I think they went back and added it to the movie and had that be had, Well, you gotta like, have Judy Garland sing shot. So yeah, exactly. The hell yeah. else are you gonna, you know, what other song I'd be curious as to what you know, the producers were thinking <laughs> they'd have her sing. <laughs> something else. Yeah, I mean obviously something else, but somewhere over the rainbow is just perfect. Yeah. The sca- the scarecrow in me. exactly (laughs) Uh, just something that's Uh, so on the nose about the movie itself (laughs) just me and the scale 
who's that behind the curtain? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, by the time the other songs of the film had been written, uh, there was pressure of not having the required song for the Kansas scene. So there was a lot of uh, discussion about it. And um, yeah, they made the right choice. Yeah. It's yeah. The best song in there. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, if I only had a brain is really good too. Oh, I love this. Yeah. All, so, all of them. If I only had a brain, if I only had a heart, uh, I even like the courage song. King of the yeah, forest. Courage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but over the rainbows. Yeah. The only obvious choice to me. Yeah. You're absolutely right, dude. Yeah. I can't, I can't argue that at all. Um, all right. And, uh, all right. So that's your four. That right? is my four. Okay. So then my four is, uh, fight the power from public enemy. Did they, they wrote that yep. specifically for the movie? Yep. Uh, Spike Lee, uh, reached out. I did the research on this just to make sure. Okay. I didn't Spike even write it down. Lee. Cause like, not nah, that existed. <laughs> No, they put it on one of their albums after uh, um, Do the Right Thing came out. But because there's two different versions. There's the version on Do the Right Thing soundtrack, and there's a version they put on their album. And um, yeah, Spike Lee asked them to do a song for the soundtrack. And they, they he told him it's about this and this, and Public Enemy jumped at the chance to write it. So they wrote Fight the Power for specifically for do the right thing because of the police violence thing he was he was uh, profiling in the movie yeah and so yeah this song great choice i mean dude when you're coming of age at a certain time and certain issues are becoming like real to you and you hear that song that song symbolizes what it symbolizes in the movie for sure but it symbolizes more than that right it's a movement song about fighting the people in power who are abusing power who are using their power to step on the, the small guy or the small girl whatever you want to say uh, and all of that and, and society and taking advantage of society and whatever. And so it's it's about fighting the power and these ideas of what you're being fed by media, and what you should believe and not believe and, and all of that. So there's so much in those lyrics. And, yeah, they say some things like that are tough to hear, like uh, Mother F uh, Elvis and John Wayne. But like you understand where that yeah. impetus is coming from. The accusations, of course, that Elvis stole black music to become famous. And John Wayne was racist. Well, and, and John it Wayne looks was like John Wayne may have been pretty racist. Yeah, some comments about Native Americans certainly didn't go down well for sure. So yeah, can't deny it. But you know, you got to look at the complexity of everybody in the, in the situation to decide for yourself. But I can listen to that song even though I like Elvis and I like John Wayne. Um, I can still listen to the song separately and understand the point of view of the song and why that is there. And I appreciate that. And yes, it's still one of my favorite Public Enemy songs. Yeah, no, it's why I did. Didn't even think to look it up. I was like, not that it crossed my mind. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just don't even know why. I was like, that had to be pre existing. Moving no, on. That's why I researched it because I, I thought the same thing, brother. I thought the same thing. And I was like, well, they, they must have written this one. Yeah, before. it just seems like Spike heard it and was like, oh my God, this is perfect. Yeah. I'm doing precisely that as a movie. Yeah, so right here, it was conceived at the request of film director Spike Lee, who sought a, a, a song for his 1989 film, Do the Right Thing. So, and a different version of it appeared on, yeah, Fear of a Black Planet. Yeah. Yeah. So I had that is. album. So that's, yeah. It's like it's on that album. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. my own great choice. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks, bud. Uh, all right. What's your three, man? Uh, my three is Eye of the Tiger. Oh, that's a punt. We have gotten to a punt. Oh, my God. I didn't know we would do that. So it's your number one. All right. Yeah, it is. All right. So uh, we got three. Three is staying alive. Oh, the Bee Gees? Yeah. yeah. Go for it. I mean, just for the 
what it represents, right? And it's, as you just said earlier about Frampton Comes Alive, this is one of the greatest double albums or maybe the greatest selling double album ever. And the they completely launched disco into the mainstream for better or worse. I like disco. I know a lot of people, some people hate it. But this song, Staying Alive, they wrote it not from a place to be like a, you know, like a dance song. Staying Alive was to symbolize some of the stuff they were struggling with because after their early successes, they had stumbled on hard times. If you, if you watch that uh, HBO Max documentary that came out earlier this year or last year about it, they talk about how they weren't looking to be like disco gods. It was just the music mm-hmm. that was successful, and they thought, well, we'll do it our way. And Staying Alive is more about what they saw in the streets happening to people who were poor, to the system, the way it was stepping on people who have lower lower economic class. And that's what they were trying to kind of sing for was the common man because they're from kind of a working class uh, background in Australia. So they felt a kinship or a connection with uh, what was happening to people of color, what was happening to people of, um, of lower economic strata. And so they wrote the song to symbolize that. Unfortunately, it became the rallying cry for other people who hated disco to kind of make fun of the BGs, make accusations about the BGs. So in a way, they were successful with that song. But in the end, it ended up becoming something yeah. they bit I, them I for mean, a little while. So, yeah. There is always that idea within American pop culture that we build you up just to tear you down again. Yeah, true. So, yeah. And yeah, disco's good. If you take it for what it is, which is excellently crafted pop music, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. But I can yeah. understand people being sick of it, especially if you were into rock and roll, and then suddenly this highly produced right. and inorganic sounding music comes out, and you're used to chunky guitars and thick mm-hmm. drums and all that jazz uh why you would kind of rebel against it and they have you know the disco demolition night at the white Sox game was yeah. technically <laughs> the death death of disco yeah. um why there would be that kind of backlash uh but yeah never having lived through it it just i enjoy disco for what it is which is excellent pop music yeah yeah and when you're when you're um when you watch that documentary, the what's really interesting is you hear from some of the people who were working security that night at the disco demolition thing, mm. and like there's like two or three security guards that are there, and they're they're talking, they're black, and they're talking about, and there's like, I saw a lot of people, white people, bringing in non-disco music. They were bringing in black albums. They were they, this was more than just a let's blow up disco. This was about. Uh, there was a little racism here of them going against black music overall, black artists who were becoming hmm, successful. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either, which was very illuminating to me as I was watching the do- documentary. Like, oh wow, and of course. And then, and then I was like, yeah, of course, that makes so much sense. Oh man, it's, and, you know, a place like Chicago, is so South much- Side Chicago, right? Exactly. Yeah, late seventies. <laughs> exactly. I mean. Yeah. I didn't live it, so I don't know. But all the stories I hear uh, from that era read, it's like, yeah, yeah that's, that that sounds like could be pretty accurate. I mean, if you look at the lyrics, right, you can tell the way I use and walk a woman's name. But there's music loud and women warm. I've been kicked around since I was born. Uh, whether you're a brother or whether you're a mother, you're staying alive, staying alive. Feel the city breaking and everybody shaking. And we're staying alive. So that's that's was life going nowhere. Somebody help me. So it's those it's are the lyrics, really but I don't think lyrics. I don't think most people ingest it as a real. Oh no! You know, it's, it's a fun like yeah. I'm staying alive, and just like <laughs> yeah. it makes me want to dance. It's like I'm not sure. Yeah, so it, it, I I can't encourage you guys to watch that documentary enough. It's 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 illuminating about the Bee Gees music and that time, you know. So just really great stuff. 
All right, where are we at? Uh, your th- my two, deuce. Right? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, which is Purple Rain. Ooh, yeah, dude, tough cut. Really, an all-time classic I know. song. I an know. all-time classic. I have I heard know. covers that are excellent. Yes, uh, I love the original. I can listen to it right now. Have zero problem, and I will sing along every single stinking word. Yeah, I love that song. Um, yeah, and I was other reasons later, but yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, I just I didn't know if the album came first, and then they decided to oh, do the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was my hesitation, and then I looked it up, and it was like it was a simultaneous thing. Yeah. Technically, the album came out a little bit before, but it was all in conjunction with. Mm-hmm we're doing this movie as well. We have this album. It all ties in synergy, baby. Uh, <laughs> but it's easily my favorite track on that album. Mm. Um, Purple rain to me is flawless. It's just flawless. And I love it because it on some level doesn't make sense as a pop mm. song. You would never, or, or as a one that would translate and do so well. Right. Uh, and yet it just, man, Prince, Prince knew what he was doing. That's for damn sure. It's a seven-minute song, bro, and it has maybe, what, eight to 12 lines of lyrics? That's pretty much it. Oh, but there's, there's points where it's just that, ooh, and they're just kind of in the jam, in the groove yeah. of the song itself, just wallowing in this this yeah. pitiable state. It's like almost, <laughs> and it, I love it for what it is. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I don't want to see you laugh at the Purple Rain. Purple Rain, Purple Rain, Purple Rain. That's a majority of the song. The, the 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 verses are three lines each. Two verses. I never want to cause you sorrow, I never want to cause you any pain. I only want to see yeah. you laughing. I never want to be a weak level. I don't want to be I, I only want to be some kind of friend. Baby, I can never see you from another. And then it's just that. And it's such a shame. Best part is seven minutes you can find live versions where he really oh, dragged yeah. it out too. Oh. And I think it's just as good. It's like, man, yeah, fucking feel it, Prince. Get into it. Yeah. Yeah. So why did you cut it? Oh, because I can't choose between that that and let's go crazy. I couldn't choose. So in order let's to go be crazy, fair, yeah. In order there's to be that, fair, I also, left them both off. Yeah. There's Party Man from Batman. Oh, that's a great one. Oh my god. Or bat it's but even that bat yeah. dance. I like bat dance as well. I could even argue for bat dance. I mean, that's a fucking awesome, crazy fucking So thing. You're gonna cut Prince, but you're gonna double up on Loggins. I know. I just <laughs> Just so we're clear. I know it's terrible. You could choose, choose between one of Prince's, but you're like, I can't, I can't not have two if, logins. Because I mean, I, I'm okay choosing one logins over another in terms of ranking it higher. That doesn't hurt me. But choosing Let's Go Crazy over Purple Rain, I'm in, essentially saying that's a better song. And I couldn't do it. And I couldn't choose Purple Rain over Let's Go Crazy and say that's essentially a better song. I just couldn't do it. Okay. So Let's Go Crazy is a, a fun party amp you up song. And Purple Rain is like, what are you ta- what, 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 what are you talking about? Well, I'm just saying the beats per oh, minute, right. the vibe. Sure, 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 sure. So I can understand why people might gravitate towards that. And yeah. Purple Rain is more so like getting in the mind of a cutter. You know what I mean? It's like oh, a, interesting. All right. It just they, there's something. He is going through something. In oh yeah. Rain. Totally. Which is why when it comes in the movie, it's perfect timing. And they make it seem like Lisa and Wendy. You know, o- only they wrote it when um, you know it was Prince, but like. And there's a third verse. I'm sorry. He says, I know times are changing in time. We all reach out for something new. That means you too. You say you want a leader, but you can't seem to make up your mind. So he's even kind of taking a shot at somebody or maybe a group of people in his own way within the song. So it's very interesting that he goes 
in that direction. He said, "Let me. You think you better close it. Let me guide you to the Purple Rain." So yeah. And remember, Purple Haze is Hendrix. So is there a connection there? Both, you know, black. Oh, I don't know. Artists. I, yeah, it just seemed really. Prince loved the color purple, so it just yeah. kind of became part of his identity. Yeah, yeah, it's royalty. Oh. Yeah, I'm a fan too. I love the color purple. <laughs> there, okay, there you go. I do. I've I've got a ton of t-shirts, sweatshirts, sneakers. Uh, fucking, I, I'm a big fan of the color purple. Yeah. Could be my favorite. <laughs> Could be. It's either that or blue or red. Those are probably my three favorites. Right on. Oh, is it, isn't blue red a combo of purple? Isn't that what that yeah. is? Yeah. Yep, there you go. In the spectrum, right. yeah. Fair enough. Um, all right, so then my number two, um, and by the way, that's a great choice, Matt, and it broke my heart to leave it off. But my number two is uh, Lose Yourself, the Eminem song. That's my number one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I struggled, but it's, in the end, I was like, I, I just, I had the tiger, this is something else for me, but Lose Yourself is so fucking good. It, it has to make the top two. So Yeah, for me, so... Lose Yourself is all the best attributes of Eye of the Tiger without yeah. some of the cheese of Eye of the Tiger. How dare you? How fucking dare yeah, you? Come on. You're, you're telling me that there's not a little bit of cheese, some Velveeta baked into that, just ever so slightly. How dare you? Compared not, to Lose, how, your, Lose Yourself is autobiographical of <laughs> this is what, you know, the idea of you have if if you get the opportunity you really need to seize it and recognize it when when it comes up in the moment mm-hmm. and it's understandable to be fearful of it to have some nerves and, and trepidation yeah but if you really want to achieve something you have to overcome that and push yourself yeah it's just like wow that's it's a i mean ubiquitous song it applies to so many different things yeah and i, I think it crosses all the age group, socioeconomic, mm-hmm. uh, gender, whatever the case is. I think it's just a, it's perfect for the movie itself. And it lives on well beyond yeah. uh, the movie itself. It's maybe one of the most, it's maybe one of the greatest rap songs ever written in terms of the lyrics themselves. Okay. Um, Right, because I mean, it's you know, as you said, it's universal. This idea of getting that shot for those people who get to pursue their dreams, they get a shot. Do they come through when the shot shows up? Do they come through when they get to take that shot? And you know, when the movie is about his journey, where he blows his shot initially and then builds back up to it through all the shit he's gone through to show, and it finally lets his authenticity come out. Because in the end, like Red in fucking Shawshank Redemption, he doesn't give a fuck if you parole him or don't. He's finally yeah. understood who the hell he is. And that song is about building to that moment. And it's great. It's so great, man. It pumps I mean, you up so much. There's not another song on this list that you can just reference with two words. Just go mom spaghetti and everybody gets it. <laughs> it's the only yeah. one. And I've heard people make that yeah. reference as a joke and also as a serious yeah. type of uh, commenting on the situation. It's just mom spaghetti. Be like, yeah, yeah I get it. Mom spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whereas, you know, your number one is awesome. It's my three. It's a yeah. fantastic song. Damn right it is. I, I just don't think it's, you know, I don't yeah. personally think it's better than Lose Yourself. I'd like to know where the, okay. I'd like to know where the cheese is in Eye of the Tiger. Um, honestly, he's, I think it's he's the uh, overproduced guitar strikes. Back that, on bam, the street. Bam, bam, bam. It just, it's so overt in what precisely it's trying to do. What's wrong with you? 
Whereas lose yourself to me is more of a build to the intensity and eye of the tiger is, Oh, you want who's fucking new intensity, bro. And just guns. I I don't know. It almost seems like a cliche of itself. I think they're both the same song. Cause listen, it's about rise. Listen, rising up back on the street, did my time, took my chances, just like Eminem blowing a shot at the beginning, went the distance now back on my feet, just a man and will to survive. You change your passion for glory. Don't lose your grip on the dreams of the past. You must fight just to keep them alive. This is what he's this is what he's rapping about in Lose Yourself. Okay, but this but this when one it did gets it into, first, and you can work out to this one, and it did it better. Anyway, go ahead. Yes, it did not do it better because when it gets into Lose Yourself, you take on the persona of Eminem. Mm-hmm. You get into Lose Yourself, and you get into the beat. You have that same like driving, whereas I can vacillate. Between getting into Eye of the Tiger and also the rise it up, it's just like it's you know, yeah, but you it also factors into whereas when lose yourself, that drive and beat hits you, there's nothing else you can do except like fuck yes, I'm I am locked in one thousand percent. Whereas there are moments if I want to let Eye of the Tiger can take me out of and go, what well, that's uh it's an interesting choice. You're an insane person. It's still my number three. I still think I it's fantastic. I know. I, I just know. you're making your case. I by comparison, <laughs> I just think lose yourself <sighs> is more fitting. For me, the connection to the Rocky thing, the connection, the, sure. the, the fact that it still endures, people still use it every once in a while. People still reference it. Um, I think it'll be ageless, just like lose yourself is going to be ageless. I hear your point, though. I absolutely understand your point that maybe lose yourself is a better constructed song but i don't but this one just as we said it's out as we always say on the show it's our own personal lists yeah as much as i love lose yourself it doesn't have that extra connection for me just alone to me working out when i was a fat kid losing weight and motivating myself listening to that song so it has a personal connection that kind of puts it at number one for me plus the lyrics themselves are all about you know kind of getting back up on your feet after you get knocked down and getting a shot and surviving until you get that shot again and all of that, which I love. So there's so much more to the song for me. But I hear your your complaints, and I and I respect your POV on this. Um, but anyway, all right. Well, there you go. That's our list, separate lists here of the top ten uh, original songs made for movies. Now we're going to put these uh, together and uh, somehow and uh, come with come up with our overall top ten list. And we got the bongos while we do so. Uh, hmm. yes, we do. Computer back a little bit so I can fit them all on the desk. Rising up, straight to the top. Come exactly, you can fuck with the lyrics, and it doesn't, you know, lose yourself. Is like I gotta, I gotta honor the words. Lose on yourself the page. is just this. I mean, at least there's some beats and and there's perfection and simplicity. Oh my god! All right. Anyway, let's put this together. <laughs> We got another thing show to do. Um, all right, where are we at? All right, so obviously, lose yourself would be number one. Yeah, and then uh, I the tiger, I the tiger too. What do you want to do? Um, I think with them, we're just we don't have a single other one in common, so it's we just a trading off one for the other. Okay, so my number two is Purple Rain, which is. I guess that'll go next because my one and two are already on the list. Okay. Um, I have my number three, which is staying alive. 
Staying alive it is. All right, so now we're going the back and forth. I have over the rainbow at four. I fight the power at four. And then uh, I'll let you make the decision if you want to go with a white girl from Kansas or I, you want to go with some black man like public enemy. You want to say indelible to movies? I would say over the rainbow. I'm just, I'm just letting, I'm just saying, I'm letting Look, you decide. We can flip a coin instead you know, of turning go me where into your the conscience race, tells you to go. go. <laughs> Easy, John Wayne. It's fine. <laughs> Further out my bigotry. I got no problem with that. <laughs> I'm putting over the rainbow now. <laughs> fine. Uh, just so we're clear, anybody wants to clip this out, it's under protest. Um, all right, all right so right. to our fives? Uh, yeah. What's your I have Footloose. All right, Footloose it is. Oh, thank you. What do you got? Uh, then I have Happy. Very big, that's, that's At five? So now we're doing our sixes? So you're telling me two logins are going to make this? Mm. I have Skyfall at six. And then all I have right. Pure Imagination at seven. You can have Skyfall over Danger Zone. That's fine with me. Where are we at? That is the entire list. Done oh, damn. I mean, it makes sense that he would make it twice on the list, considering he is the greatest. Hey, I mean, of the early 80s, he is the uh, soundtrack king. I would argue he might be the soundtrack king of, of all time. Could could quite possibly be, yes. At least for original songs, right? Um, all right, here we go. The top 10 original songs from movies. Yeah. At number 10. Number 10, we have Danger Zone. At number nine. Skyfall. At number eight. Happy. At number seven. Footloose. At number six. Fight the Power. At number five. Over the Rainbow. At number four. Staying Alive. At number three. Purple Rain. At number two. Eye of the Tiger. And our number one original song from a movie is? Is Lose Yourself. Yeah. Great choice, man. And we have. Some, yeah. Oh, go ahead. There's some people suggesting you're the best round from Karate Kid. Yeah, that's a good song. But I looked it up. It is not original to that Ooh, movie. Wow. Okay. Well, so he basically, that was one of the ones where he, the guy wrote it and ah. it was supposed to be in one movie. And then they took it out, and then it was supposed to be in another movie, and they decided to put something else in place of it. And eventually, he got it in Karate Kid. And I was like, all right, well, it did debut here, but it wasn't intended. Just like uh, You Will Be Mine from T2. Yeah. They wrote that on Appetite for Destruction. Oh, It right. didn't make that album. So on the inside, on the liner notes, they have a line from that song on the liner notes. And then they put it in there. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was an Appetite. It was either that or uh, anyway. doesn't matter. So they have a, a pattern of doing that, putting a lyric from another song in the next album in mm-hmm. the previous album. So it's yeah. like technically it's pre-existing because uh, the idea of it, you know, was there long before. But it did debut at the same time. So if you wanted to, um, all right. So we have Charles Clark's list, and then shout-outs. Um, we are going to do next week. Uh, our apologies on that. We're yes, we're, sorry, y'all. Yeah, technically going to be a week late on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, shout outs will be uh, next week. So here we go. Charles says, hello. I was listening to my number one choice recently when I thought of this. Ooh. Music has been such a big part of the silver screen, and I knew there would be a lot of choices for my list. In the end, my two biggest factors were, A, how often do I listen to this song? And B, how much do I associate the song with that movie? Yeah. The second one led to some tough cuts, because even though I uh, can't help falling in love uh by Elvis Presley is one of my favorite songs of all time. Ooh, yeah. I've never seen Blue Hawaii. 
So I just couldn't, uh, I couldn't justify putting it on my personal list. Right. Uh, and I honestly, if you're not a Elvis fan, uh, you know, <laughs> I think a lot of his movies are tough to watch personally. Uh, at 10, he's got accidentally in love by the counting crows. Oh, Shrek. Shrek. Yeah. Nine. He's got staying alive. Eight. Mrs. Robinson. Seven, uh, Friend and Me by Randy Newman. Toy oh, that's Story. a good I was close on that one. I had to cut yeah, that one. It it's close. on my side list. Yeah. Uh, six, As Time Goes By for Casablanca. Oh, yeah. Good song. Um, five, Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds for Breakfast Club. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. It's another tough cut. Four is Eye of the Tiger. Three is Somewhere Over the Rainbow. There you go. Two is Sunflower. Oh, yeah. And uh, that was the one where it's like it was between that and Happy, and I chose Happy. Oh, fair enough. And one was uh, lose yourself. Yeah. So I mean, he fucking gets it. You know what I mean? Tiger, I the Tigers four. So Charles gets it. The best, the best voice in the biz knows what he's talking about. You know what? I'm not going to get into these things. Yeah. I'm gonna let it be. I'm going to let it. I'm going to be magnanimous here and let it be. But uh, I think in your posturing and the way you're saying that, there's no magnanimity within that statement. I mean, he's got a Casablanca song in here, number three. So I mean, I'm just going to put that in. I still, time goes by. It's pretty classic. As time goes by. All right. Anyway, uh, all right. Well, thank you, Charles. Appreciated the suggestion. Appreciate you being a boss hog patron. And I appreciate your list for sure, man. We we were uh this was a fun one for us to kind of break down and explore. And yeah, we as Matt said, he had two pages of shit. I had a crap ton. And uh yeah, down the road, this is one we're gonna revisit. So if nothing else, you've kind of had a, a boss hog suggestion that has that has birthed uh, other baby boss hogs boss hog juniors that we yeah. will be tackling down the road so great stuff to suggest that yeah it's a i think i think robert haley uh was the boss hog that suggested that you got to pick one movie per year of a decade oh, and yeah then we it out. like great. that was a fun yeah, yeah it's a fun idea and yeah. uh this one's a good one and we will That's definitely cool. be revisiting this because you you can easily split the atom on this so many different ways there you go. So thank you, Charles, for the excellent suggestion and for supporting us over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. So please hit us up over there if you want to watch these live shows or participate in Topic Thunder, uh, send in a topic, whatever the case may be. We'd love to have you. And we our eternal thanks to everybody that does support us over there at patreon.com forward slash the top 10. Yeah. So hit us up and uh, you can follow the show at top 10 show on Twitter and on Instagram and YouTube. It is forward slash the top 10 podcast with the number 10. So uh, hit us up. Let us know what you think. What makes your list? What does not? We'd love to hear what songs we missed. And uh, follow me at Matt Nost on uh, Twitter or Instagram. And uh, if you like movies and music, I've got another show uh, called Settle the Score, which John has been a guest on. Yes. And apparently fans were for calling for you to come back on because we had three Man U fans this past oh. week. And they were like, we need somebody on there to do uh You know, as an Arsenal fan, I was fine with it. But... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they just get into these inside baseball discussions about Man U, and like, yeah. I literally have no idea what the fuck oh, yeah. you guys are talking about. Oh, yeah, should have crashed that shit and taken uh, them off task. But, uh, but yeah, if, if you like movies and music, uh, check out Settle the Score, and uh, that's it for me this week. Yeah, and you can follow me at The Roka Says on Twitter and on Instagram. And as Matt said, I like code. thank you to everyone who supports us there. And please go and support us at the Patreon. If you've been hesitating about supporting us, I can't encourage you enough to, to not hesitate and come forward. 
give us a Christmas gift and support us. You know, if you want, if you want to support us at the highest level, that'd be great as well. We're going to talk about creating higher levels for people to support. A lot of you've been reaching out to us, wondering if you can support us with a one-time thing. You can with a one-time donation. You can do that at our uh, PayPal. You can always email us to find out the PayPal address for that as well, uh, which is uh, uh, the top ten sh- top ten show podcast at gmail.com. Top 10 show podcast at gmail.com. Send in a request. We'll send you the link and you can send in some stuff that way as well. So any way possible that you can support the show would be great. Now, if you can't because financial stuff, sharing it is really important. Leaving reviews is still important. Leaving the stars. All of that is still important for sure to keep the numbers up and keep us going because we appreciate it badly. Yeah. Uh, top 10 podcast. It's oh, sorry. Top 10 podcast. Yeah. Oh, top 10 show podcast. Is that what it's? Yeah, that's what you're saying. Uh, top, 10 top 10 podcast. All spelled yep. out, but top 10 All podcast. Spelled. I apologize for that. A top 10 podcast. Uh, and you can follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram and uh, uh, Twitch, the Outlaw Nation, and my other podcasts, uh, the uh, the Geek Buddies and the Cinephiles, and my own uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash John Roca says so you can go and see all the stuff we do there i do there rather all right thanks everyone we'll talk to you next time hope you're enjoying uh your post thanksgiving days for those of you joined us here on black friday thank you for those of you who listening to us on tuesday we hope you're recovering and uh, getting excited for the christmas season for sure uh we love you madly we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of the top 10 peace